man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movie, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week of August 2nd, Season 3, August... This week of August 2nd, Season 3, Episode 30... Chris here, as well as Charles and crew inside the studios. What's going on, guys? Hello. Uh, lots of music uh, news this week to talk about. Some sad news, unfortunately. We lost two people in the rock world this week. R.I.P. this week to Slipknot's Joey Jordison, uh, the drummer from Slipknot, the original drummer, mm. I should say, not current drummer, and ZZ Top's Dusty Hill, the bass mm-hmm. player from uh, ZZ Top, passing away this week. Other topics this week include Rage Against the Machine's Tim Comerford is going to be releasing his own line of custom Music Man bass guitars, Ozzy announcing the 30th anniversary edition of No More Tears, Mm. Chevelle announcing a massive U.S. tour, and what were the top-selling albums of Record Store Day uh, last week, about almost a week and a half ago. Plus, this week in Music History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. Mm. Um, As I mentioned, in memoriam this week, Joey Jordison, a founding member uh, and drummer of Slipknot, uh, he was also the guitarist for the horror punk band Murder Dolls. He passed mm. away on Monday, July 26th, at the age of 46. God, he's not that much older than me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, he's an icon too, man. It's, he's hit he's hit the music um, community hard. I, I I've got some drummer friends that are really like bent bent up right now. Uh, that I, I remember that that DVD when it came out. Uh, there was it was called Disaster Pieces, and it was a DVD that Slipknot did, and they had. The only reason I bought it was because it came with these bonus features that had a drum cam that was Joey Jordison's drum cam, and it was for, like, maybe six songs of the set list, but it was all from his point of view. Yeah. And I wanted to see... That was the only reason I bought the DVD. Oh, really? Because that's how much I enjoyed his drumming. Like, he was so amazing that this DVD had that view of his drum set from his view, and... Uh, it was like a, a GoPro or a camera on him, uh, on his chest or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but man, it was very impressive drumming stuff. Uh, yeah. He was a legendary drummer, um, and I heard that he started getting into drugs and stuff later years of his life. Uh, it could have been one of the reasons why he was uh, supposedly kicked out of the band. Yeah. Um, he had like a neurological disorder or something right. like that, right? That yeah. Ultimately, um. Yeah, and tied, uh, apparently coupled with uh, some kind of a drug addiction there with uh, in the opioid category. Uh, so no, there, no cause of death. The family says, friends, fans, media understandably respect our need for privacy and peace. Incredibly difficult time. Family will hold a private funeral service. Ask for the media and public to respect their wishes. So no cause of death provided there. Dude, he was uh, watching his drum clips. God, he was so fast he was like freaking animal from the muppets man but like but like you know uh give him a whole shit ton of talent and like maybe give him like you know 15 red bulls and that's that's him like that's he was just amazing yeah his double bass and all that stuff was pretty pretty darn impressive oh yeah iconic stuff um yeah so very unfortunate um zz top's dusty hill also passed Mm. away at the age of 72 
ZZ Top's bassist for 50 years. Jeez. Over 50 years. Oh, my God. He played with ZZ Top. Passed away in his sleep uh, July 27th, age of 72. Cause of death is unknown. But the, on July 21st, the band posted that he was on a short detour back to Texas to address a hip issue. Mm. That's unfortunate. Um, I remember my grandpa on my mom's side, when he broke his hip, um, that's how he passed away because his body just couldn't handle. Uh, I, oh, yeah. It was like his body was trying to fix his hip problem, and then he got something simple like the flu or yeah, got sick yeah. real quick, and his immune system just couldn't um, couldn't combat both things there. So, yeah, very unfortunate. Um, just, you know, there's a statement from the band here. Billy Gibbons, Frank Beard said, We're saddened by the news today that our compadre Dusty Hill has passed away in his sleep at home in Houston, Texas. We, along with legions of ZZ Top fans around the world, will miss your steadfast presence, your good nature, and enduring commitment to providing that monumental bottom to the top. We will forever be connected to that blue shuffle and see you will be greatly missed, amigo. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Pretty sad. It's, yeah, sad news, man. This week, this week, uh, the rock world was hit pretty hard. So we had to get that out of there. So let's uh, let's move on, though. We've uh, paid our respects. Let's move on to the other stories of the of the week bunch of new albums out that came out this past 30th of July from Alan Vega, Billie Eilish, Damn Funk, Duran Jones, mm. and The Indications, Isaiah Rashad, Leela James, Los Lobos, Lump, Ooh. Prince, uh, the previously unreleased album of Welcome to America, Torres, and Yola. Okay. So there you go. Those All albums right. are out. Uh, tour news was announced this week. Chevelle announced a huge U.S. headlining tour this Whoa. fall. Look at that. But... What I don't see is any damn California dates. I'm I like, know. Shit. Okay, so we didn't get a single one. Yeah. But damn near every other state in the United States is gonna see them. So uh, tickets go on sale. Well, they went on sale this past Friday. So you're hearing this on Monday. You know what? There's gonna be a lot of people in California seeing red again. <laughs> Badooch. <laughs> GetMoreChevelle.com if you guys want to uh, get those tickets if you're in any other state besides California, <laughs> apparently. Buckhead Theater? Maybe not Delaware. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I, said, I, don't think I see Delaware on there. So, okay. So, it's us in Delaware. That's it. Okay. Any, audience, <laughs> any of you audience who live in Atlanta, Georgia, you better send us pictures of Buckhead Theater. We need, we need pictures. Yeah. Buckhead Theater. That. Oh, Buckhead Theater? Yeah. In Atlanta, oh, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Maybe it's named after, like, a deer or something? Mm, I don't know. Or maybe it's just, like, hella buckheads. Like, you just walk in, and it's just, like, a safari of buckheads in there. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. All right. Uh, rock news this week. Dave Mustaine confirms the new Megadeth album title. Uh, he was doing one of those videos, you know, Cameo, that app where you can uh, talk with celebrities or whoever, uh, members of bands for... I don't know. You can pay, and they'll do like a birthday message, and mm. you, you get to talk with Dave for like five minutes or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, on this one that uh, most recently happened, in the video he posted to the fan, he said, "Well, you could hear music playing in the background," and he said, "Quote: Look over my shoulder. Uh oh, there's Pro Tools rig with the new album doing a rough mix, and you're getting to hear a little bit of it in the background for your Ooh. birthday." He said it was the title track, "The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead." So when the title track means the same track as the album and also a track from the album. So wow. That's the name of the album. The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. That's the name of the new Megadeth album. Uh, it's it's a tentative title in hopes that it would be released sometime this year. Uh, we don't have a release date on that. but That's, that's cool. That's a really cool shout-out to good, a fan. And it's a cool title. Shout-out yeah. to a fan. Dave Mustaine is doing a bunch of cool stuff lately. So good for them. 
check that out. Megadeth is scheduled to hit the road in August. We are going to get a date in California, September 2nd, at the Concord Pavilion with oh. Lamb of God and some other bands. Oh, that's right. I forgot, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trivium, and then In Flames dropped off, and now it's Hatebreed. Hatebreed, Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. Ooh, that's an angry concert. Yeah, pretty... It's a real angry. Pretty pissed off uh, concert there. But Lamb of God, definitely worth checking out. So is Megadeth. Okay, uh, how, the, how many how many people do you, do you uh, do you think are going to show up there, and their their names have been legally changed to Cobra? <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least three. At least three. <laughs> at least three. Hey, what's your name, Cobra? Wow, that's interesting. That's my name too, bro. I just changed my name to Cobra last week. Cobra, yes, yeah. I went down to the courthouse. I had to change to Cobra. What do you think of these bass guitars here? Oh, these are the. Ooh, those are pretty. The signature line of Tim Comerford. Wow. Bass guitars from uh, Ernie Ball's Music Man, the signature series. And Tim Comerford, of course, the bass player from Rage Against the Machines, got a couple different choices there. Uh, two of them are a blonde uh, wood kind of finish with a black pick guard. One yeah. has a black neck, though, and one is a white. Ooh. And then he's got a sunburst, like a deep sunburst, um, brownish orangish with a black neck and then a all black edition as well with a white neck very pretty these are going to be 29.99 each Ooh, that's a pretty price it's about a thousand (laughs) it's about a thousand more than the very base model of music man uh ernie ernie ball music man so yeah it's about a thousand dollars more but it is a pro model and they're limited edition they're only limited to 200 worldwide Mm. so i think each color each style has only 200 copies worldwide uh divided into four variants in three colors so that's cool i mean yeah yeah i mean it they they look a hell of a lot better than the monstrosity um, that was Kurt Cobain's uh, <laughs> design of a guitar. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really. Uh, this is just a classic Music Man style with a couple different, uh, his own, uh, I guess, um, what do you call it? His own colors. Yeah. Color yeah. schemes that he wanted here. Yeah, he's definitely not reinventing the wheel. Uh, so check those out. Uh, those are out uh, for Music Man and Ernie Ball if you guys are interested. Mm. Ozzy has a deluxe edition of his new album. Uh, well,. 30th anniversary uh, edition of this album, No More Tears. It's in a new uh, deluxe version with a bunch of extra tracks. So, oh, I didn't put the track listing on here, but there's a ton of extra tracks. Like cool. Bonus tracks, demos, unreleased versions of those legendary tracks we all know from No More Tears, uh, but some of the versions you may have not heard before, like really rough takes and uh, almost like a practice version. So, uh, that's coming out, uh, when is it? September 17th. Nice, nice. And apparently it came out September 17th, 1991, so it's the same day, 30 years later, that they're going to be releasing it. Uh, if you go to towerrecords.com, you can get the special uh, yellow and red 2LP vinyl version, which apparently is a limited edition there. So. You know, I heard that there's a couple of tracks on here and where for about 15 minutes he just mumbles to himself and yells at Sharon. So that's like that's all he does for the whole time, just mumbling incoherently. <laughs> yeah, he's like the light in the window, Sharon. You fucking you, you turn off the oven. You turn off the oven then. Turn. It's a crack in the sky, Sharon. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be marvelous. Wow, that sounds great. It's gonna be marvelous, man. Can't miss that. Well, I I love it. I saw actually that 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 came from um that came from an interview that I saw with him once years ago when he was um at some point like he was being interviewed and this was back in his heyday at the end of the craziness the show and stuff like that and somebody asked him to sing um you know mr crowley and he was mumbling like and then he like kicked into gear and it was like his whole personality changed and (laughs) next thing you know he just like it's singing so clearly and and fluidly and then and then they were like oh that's great and he went right back to the mumbly thing man it was just it's like his brain just kind of switches it's like a light switch. It's that performer brain. Oh, like yeah. They know yeah. how to put, put on the show real quick, and then they just go back to just mush, mush brain. Yeah, mush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just kick him in the butt, and he just starts. All right, speaking of mush brains, uh, Tommy Vexed filing a suit against his uh, ex-band Bad Wolves and their manager, Alan Kovac. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so he's saying that they conspired to have him kicked out of the group, according to TMZ. Uh, Vex has alleged that Kovac became increasingly unhappy with Vex's well-documented expression of his right-wing political beliefs and various conspiracy theories. <laughs> so Tommy Vex, a self-proclaimed QAnon supporter, oh. has dragged, uh, he says they've, quote, dragged us into a ridiculous, unfounded narrative that falsely paints him as a victim, end quote. Bad Wolves guitarist Doc Coyle and Joe, Joe John Becklin added, in all our dealings with Alan Kovac, he's never used any derogatory racial slurs. Tommy is making all of this up, period, end quote. So yeah. It sounds like it, and that's really unfortunate. I know that he like made this big old deal like he was going to leave the band, and, uh, you know, I'm going to do my own thing, and looks like it didn't work out too well, so now he's going to sue the band because, I don't know, he needs the money or the attention or the media. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, QAnon supporters are actually really funny. Have you, have you watched the documentary on Netflix? Uh, which one? I don't know. Uh, there's one documentary that's specifically about the Q. Okay. And it, and it just, it's, it's episode. It's like they, they, uh, they basically find Q. Um, they figure out who it is. They show like some of the biggest people that influence like, but what's really funny is you can literally tell those people anything you want, like no, anything. Know. And, and they, and they believe it. It's any, anything. It's so pretty crazy. A, any of our, if, if any of our audience are cute, cute on folks, just listen to me. Okay. Listen, there's a leprechaun that lives in Chris's butthole and it comes out periodically to sing Ozzy Osbourne songs and influence liberals. Um, to, to do horrible things. You're not supposed to tell people about that. That's a secret cabal <laughs> controlled in an underground uh, pizza factory. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it so. is. And so paint, paint it paint it across the, the nation, folks. That's great. Let's move on. <laughs> Slash is going to release a flagship album from Gibson Records. And Gibson Ooh. Records is apparently a new thing that they're doing. It's an offshoot of Gibson Guitars and BMG. No title or release date for the collection has been announced, but he's going to be the first artist and first album on Gibson Records, whatever that turns out to be. So, okay, uh, there you go. Slash says, quote, it's an honor to be the first release on Gibson Records. It's a zenith in our partnership for sure. And having worked so closely with Gibson for so long, I know there'll be a label that genuinely supports their artists creatively, end quote. Cool. So. He's only 56 years old. He is, and he looks like he's 86. <laughs> 
Smashing Pumpkins are halfway working uh, through working on another big album. Apparently, it's the part of the trilogy that is Melancholy, the Infinite Sadness, and Machina. This is the third album in that trilogy. Oh, okay. Kind of a uh, sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, I guess. Mm. Uh, guitarist Jeff Schroeder talked about it. He said, this one's 33 songs. We've been working uh, for a long, almost basically the whole year on it. But we're in the middle of, of real tracking and stuff right now. James and I are working out here in L.A. Drums are basically done, so Jimmy's done his part. But Billy is working in Chicago, and I'm out here in L.A., and James is in L.A., so we're plowing through it. That'll probably take most of the rest of the year because it's a big, sprawling thing. Mm. End quote. Nice. Be- Chicago, i.e. Transylvania, <laughs> in, in, a, in a small Where Nosferatu's uh, castle is. Yep, absolutely. That's Absolutely, right. they just get to get to get William Corrigan on, on an act. Taylor gotta, Swift is uh, yeah, <laughs> his love child. It's, it's obviously his daughter. She just get Taylor Swift on the phone and then get get a get pops out from the coffin in Transylvania and he'll be good to go. <laughs> All right, so check that out. Uh, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam uh, are the top sellers at the recent record store day oh. um, that was happening in July on July seventeenth, uh, about a week and a half ago. The Foo Fighters received plenty of advanced buzz when it was revealed they were putting out a vinyl called Hail Satin mm, that mm-hmm. featured their covers of disco-era favorites, the Bee Gees and Andy Gibb. The set also included new live versions of uh, regular Foo Fighters tracks. <clears throat> but that was the top seller. I love I, that. They sold 17,000 of those uh, oh. vinyl LPs. I love that. An additional 3,000 in downloads following the wide digital release on July 19th. Hail Satin is such a clever name. I know it is. It's, it's so clever. It, it is. You got to give a tip of the hat to Dave Grohl. He, he's a pretty, pretty clever guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Pearl Jam came in second place. They issued their early hit Alive on both a 12-inch vinyl and cassette for this latest record store day drop, and it paced all the other single releases for the week. Uh, for the week. It was the number one single of record store day. Okay. So That's a, a number of rock acts had some other good ones. Uh, check this out. Beastie Boys. Ooh. Ag- Aglio e Olio. Yes. Uh, was the third amongst the album releases, the best-selling one, and I'd love to hear that. Oh, I, yeah. That looks really good. I, I got to look it up maybe on Apple Music or something. I got to find it and at least hear the tracks from it. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to have the vinyl i'd love to but also the rolling stones hot rocks 1964 to 71 uh i think it was uh demos and outtakes from that era yeah uh, a bunch of unreleased rolling stone material so that was released for the first time on vinyl and then ramones triple j live at the wireless capital theater in 1980 that was a pretty cool album landing 10th in the sales for the week so uh, another another uh, big single was Dio's God Hates Heavy Metal. That was the sixth biggest seller. Uh, and just all around, it was uh, up. You know, vinyl sales were through the roof this oh, yeah. past record store day. So really cool. That is that is really cool. You know, you were talking about Beastie Boys. Um, have you ever read the book or listened no. to the book? Oh, you know, I, we, so good. I know you did. You listened to the book? Yeah. And did you read it too or uh, just the audio book? No, I, I listened to the book, the... The actual book itself has like a lot of content and it was a little at the time it was a little too rich for me. I think the book itself, you know, cost maybe 30, 40 bucks. And I was like, when, when it came out, I was kind of like, eh, do I want to do this or do I want to eat? So it was like, <laughs> it was one of the, yeah. it was one of those things, but I, I got the, um, I got the audible and uh, I listened to it and I just, oh my God, it's, it's so good. The Beastie Boys book is so good from beginning to end. It just, it just sucks you right in and it's, it's awesome. pretty amazing. I'd love to hear it and read it. 
Uh, check this out. This is the last story of the week this uh, this week in rock news, but I thought it was kind of cool and worth mentioning. Forty years ago today, Sunday, August first, forty years ago was the debut of MTV. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It was only available in 2.1 million homes in the U.S. With New York City one of the major spots that did not receive the signal. Mm. So people in New York didn't even have MTV. Oh, think about that. Wow. Crazy. And the lack of MTV being carried across the country by various cable providers resulted in one of the 80s most legendary marketing campaigns with top artists of the day appearing on MTV commercials, demanding fans to contact their cable outlets with the soon to be iconic catchphrase. I want my MTV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where it came from because it wasn't uh, on all cable providers. Almost like an HBO type of um, an experience. It devoted. It said that it was rock and roll from coast to coast. Today, critics blast the network for not showing any music on its airwaves. Right, with the network now primarily comprised of original reality-based, non-scripted programming. But here's the original playlist. These Ooh, were the, look at that! The first 15 music videos that aired on MTV. <laughs> 40 years ago today it was the buggles pat benatar rod stewart the who phd <laughs> with little Susie's on the up oh cliff richard okay. i don't even know who the fuck yeah. that <laughs> is cliff richard we don't talk anymore cliff we gotta richard. google that google it the pretenders i know them todd rungren ario speedwagon sticks Robin Lane and the Chartbusters. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Look at that one. Split ends. Oh with man. Enz. I, lo- I That's so. Thirty-eight great. special April wine. They were a shitty Canadian group. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> we love you, Canada. And then Rod Stewart again. Look at that. Oh there wow. Rod, Rod Stewart, Stewart was three, and he was also fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I remember. I remember the commercials. Uh, I remember the commercial with Billy Idol when he's like, when he's doing the MTV commercial. Right. That actually was pretty. Dope. I want my MTV. Yeah, Why? Yeah, my, my, you know, yeah. that that was like take fifty-six because every time he, they'd be like, all right, take one. He'd be like, I want my fucking MTV. And they're like, Billy, you Peace can't off. say. Yeah, you can't say that. Peace okay. off, you wankers. Yeah, take two. Are you fucking tools? I want my MTV, Billy. You can't say that. Okay. And with my MTV, right. that's great. Piss off. Ah. Roy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Some birthdays this week, guys. Whoa. Look Birth- at all the birthdays in the rock world. What? <laughs> A lot of them. Wow. Mick Jagger, 78. Okay. Roger Taylor, the drummer from Queen, 72. Gary Sharon from Van Halen and Extreme is 60. Jacoby Shaddix, a.k.a. Kobe, Kobe Dick. Dick. Is his actual name <laughs> not Moby Dick, but Kobe Dick? Mm-hmm. Uh, his life into pieces. Yeah, <laughs> I would too if I had a name like that. <laughs> I just might do that. Uh, Kobe Dick. He's forty-five. Getty Lee is sixty-eight. Mm. Uh, and sixty-eight. He drinks the the blood <laughs> of elven children in the forest to stay alive. It's just a fun fact, side fun fact. And the dragon's heart was red. It keeps his uh, vocal cords. <laughs> he gargles the blood of elves to he keep does. his vocal cords. Uh, he gargles the blood. Of po- totally polished. <laughs> Uh, oh my all right, God. John Sykes, singer of Lin Th- uh, Thin Lizzy, White Snake, Ooh. Blue Murder. Oh, heard okay. of Blue Murder? Huh? Made up my mind. That's interesting. Sixty-two. Blue Murder? That's yeah. It's a weird name, and I, I almost want to hear that now. I yeah, hear that group. Uh, Neil Dot Dot 
Dotty? You know, Blue Murder Dotty? is just it's just covers of White Snake songs. <laughs> With a jazzy that feel. That would be sh totally shitty. Yeah, he's like, and it made up my mind. <laughs> wasting no more time. Just like time. A, a blues, blues yeah. rendition. <laughs> a little, a little, yeah. A jug band. A little William Shatner influence. <laughs> He's all, here I go again. With just a, uh, him in a washboard. <laughs> just him in a washboard. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, Neil Doty. Okay. Doty? I don't know how to say that name. It's really crazy. Uh, Ario Speedwagon, keyboard of 75. Jeffrey Hammond. Uh, sometimes, get this. He's sometimes called Jeffrey Hammond Hammond. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they made a note of that, so it must be significant. Two. Former bassist for Jethro Tull, 75. Bill Berry, former drummer for REM, 63. Joe Elliott, lead singer of Def Leppard, is 62. Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows, is 57. Okay, I. So I know that they're big fans of the show. Counting Crows? But, yeah. But I can tell you that um, they are my least favorite of all bands. <laughs> well, fun fact, <laughs> Counting Crows and Crows Mill got into a legal battle for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it was a it was a tough tough time for Crows Milk back then. God, Counting Crows. They we were the sponsor. Crows yeah. Milk was the sponsor of Counting Crows tour, and just turned into a whole a whole deal. Oh yeah, they started oh, stealing the I Crows Milk. That. They were pounding it backstage, getting all amped up putting on these awesome shows right? yeah weren't even mentioning that it was crow's milk yeah and i was yeah. like guys this is the whole point of the tour here the symbiotic thing here yeah so we just had to pull the plug and then after that fun fact never heard of counting crows again did you no 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 I, that's because crow's milk wasn't part of the equation i remember i remember when that happened actually Not a um, lot of people know that yeah when they pulled the plug um i forgot the, the lead singer of the counting crows adam adam duritz oh adam duritz yeah what he the 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 head exec for crow's milk walked in and he was uh, standing in front of a mirror with his penis between his legs, and he was asking the mirror, "Would you fuck me?" <laughs> and then he said, "That's I it. We're yeah, so hard." But he was like, "We're pulling the plug. We're pulling the plug, dude." Well, and you know what he did? It to actually sabotage it. Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows, during that tour where Crows Milk was a sponsor. Yeah, he cut off a tiny little bit of, of one of his dreadlocks and put it in each little ball of crow's milk mm. and try and sabotage it. And people would get this little wad of hair. Yeah. Like, oh, God, is this Adam Duritz's wad of hair from his dreadlocks yeah. in my crow's milk? Yeah. And he'd sit there and he'd laugh on the side of the stage like a little goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd run off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horrible tour. Hey, I heard that Mr. Horrible Jones, tour. that that was, um, that they were talking about Indiana Jones. Like they, that he said that he said that that yeah the song is by Indian Jones really and, and I was like looking up the lyrics and I'm like you're a fucking liar you're a, dude. You're a you're goddamn a, liar you're a liar you lied to and us and what's with that music video with uh with the Wizard of Oz characters at your show oh yeah because that makes absolutely no sense yeah yeah and it gives me nightmares it when I think about it it puts the crotion it puts the crow's milk on its skin or it gets the hose again crotion could be crow's milk's lotion oh crotion crotion <laughs> could be a new product for crow's milk oh crow's milk and me my crotion need to put my my, my crotion on my lap <laughs> my my gout is acting up oh crotion my crotion acting. oh I love it yeah could they be. use crotion a lot in Croatia Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, all right, guys. Speaking of fun facts, this week in music history trivia, guys, these yes. are all about fun facts, aren't yes. they? Well, on this week, July 28th, way back, though, in 1973, let's go back now, 
to where 600,000 people attended to the biggest rock festival in history. They they outbeat Woodstock just four years earlier. Woodstock Whoa. Uh, happened, and this was even bigger than Woodstock. Hmm. It was at the Watkins Glen Raceway in upstate New York. Grateful Dead band, Allman Brothers band were there. What was the name of this festival that was bigger than Woodstock just four years earlier? Wow. Was it A, Summer Jam, B, Newport Rock Festival, or C, David Crosby's Cocaine <laughs> Cavalcade of Conscious Cool Music? Oh, you got to throw that in there. That was oh. also a big draw. I don't know about 600,000 people, but... I was, I was just, I was, it that was a big me, draw in New York at the time. It seemed pretty easy until you threw that in there. Okay. Well, I gotta make these tough, you know? Lalo, what do you think? Read, read the, uh, read the, um, the options once more for us. Okay. So option one is Summer Jam. Um, option two is Newport Rock Festival. And option three is David Crosby's Cocaine Cavalcade of Conscious Cool Music. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was on the shirts. It was just five, uh, six C's. What do right. you think? Okay, so personally, I'm going to have to go with David Crosby's cocaine cavalcade of conscious cool music simply because it's there. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, I think you got was, a point. I think that was the whole thing of that's basically what everyone said about that festival. Yeah. They're just like, do you want to go to the David Crosby's cocaine cavalcade of conscious cool music? Well, yeah. it's simply there. Let's just go. Yeah. It's it's there. It's there. That's a, that's good enough. Yeah. And they didn't need much more than that. That's at it. At that time, you know? And it was a simpler time. That's it. Simpler people. Yeah. It was so With it a was name like that that yeah. draws people in, right? It was the Grateful Dead, the band, and the Allman Brothers band, and then also a special guest, a coke fueled David Crosby running around all nimbly wimbly like and just his tidy whities with chimes hanging from his his giant Wilford Brimley mustache and just puffs of cocaine just like puffing in the air every time he took a step and right. then he just pull out a six shooter and just start shooting in the air like right. Yosemite Sam right he's talking like him too he'd be like you environments and, and everything just, I remember yeah, yeah I remember that crazy times huh? I remember that it was another time so yeah, so uh, Newport Rock Festival. Newport Rock Festival. You're close, <laughs> but I made that up. Newport Rock You're Festival close. does not exist. <laughs> it was actually Summer Jam. Oh man! So here's the poster. Check it out. Uh, Summer Jam says, "Come upstate for a day of music in the in the country." Oh. Oh okay. For a day of music in the country with the Almond Brothers Band, the band The Grateful Dead. Uh, Saturday, July 28th from 12 noon on. Tickets include parking and camping. Sure, right? Oh, okay. Well, apparently nobody bought a ticket. Uh, the concert grounds quickly turned into a mud bath reminiscent of the Woodstock scene. About 150,000 people have paid $10 for a ticket. But you heard what I said the attendance was, right? Oh, 600,000? Yeah. So about three times that did not pay for a yeah. ticket. And the traffic jam resulting from the crowd is reputed by some sources to be 100 miles long. Yeah. Could you imagine? That's crazy. Here's here's one of the first crazy incidents of this festival, though. It gets crazier. Willard Smitty Smith, Oops, Smitty Smith. of Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. He'll go down in infamy because his body became engulfed in flames as he skydived over the concert. With either a flare or an M18 smoke grenade tied to his oh rig. Oh, my God. And his body fucking caught on fire. Wow. And flew 
down in a fireball, basically, and hit the ground, and he was dead. What a way to go. Yeah, and then so then the bad trips ensue, right? Everybody's like, all right, yeah, we're having a great time. Oh, here's William Smitty Smith. Here he comes, guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's on fire. <laughs> he's dying right before our very eyes. <laughs> And then the second event is the disappearance of these uh, two guys, Mitchell Weiser and Bonita Mara Big Bigwit. Yeah, That's some of the strangest. Yeah, names what's going on here? Around that time, two teenagers <laughs> attempting to hitchhike to the concert. They were never discovered. The concert goes on to enter the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest audience ever at a pop festival. Okay. Historians right. estimate that the nearly that nearly one out of every three people aged 17, 24 from Boston and New York are in attendance at that show. Forty years later, cars are being discovered by a maintenance crew that were abandoned on the roadway from wow. that Wow. <laughs> Isn't so, that crazy? Smitty Smith of Syracuse, Bonita Mara Biquit. <laughs> Just <laughs> and Mitchell remember Weiser. Remember that. Mitchell you know, Weiser. there's only two things that clear out a room full of hippies. Uh, one is the man, and two is a burning human. Uh, a flaming <laughs> a flame, man a fl falling from the sky. <laughs> Just the charred, charred remains of gone flesh. wrong. Yeah. Horribly wrong. Oh, yeah. It's, hor it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, all right. So let's move on to some more trivia then, huh? In Ooh. 1979 now, after a, a show in Cleveland, this guitarist quits the band. After an argument backstage with the lead singer, they said, screw you, man. I'm out of here. Who was it? Okay. Was it A, Tony Iommi with Black Sabbath, B, Joe Perry with Aerosmith, or C, Ace Frehley with Kiss? Oh. One of those guys quit the band. On this day in 1979, who was it? Okay. What do you think, Lalo? Okay. Oh, Good. I'm just going to throw a Hail Mary here and say Ace Freely from Kiss. Ace Freely from Kiss. That is a darn good guess. Well, I I am going to thoroughly disagree with you. And I'm going to say... Thoroughly, huh? Yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> it is a just a, a Coke-fueled... David Crosby. No, he's not. He's not a choice on this one. Though, what? Oh, I thought there was a D. Down Do you there. have a story to go with that, or yeah? Just... After a show in Cleveland, this guitarist quits a band after an argument backstage, and what they were arguing about was uh was the uh the what's the concert the summer jam they were arguing about the events of the summer jam oh and, yeah yeah uh -huh. and the reason why um David Crosby and the Coke fueled Cavaliers uh, weren't head headlining the the summer jam that's what it was and then he said you know what he said. I quit, and he walked away, and he just let out this monstrous fart, and then just shot somebody mm. the way out. But we all wow. know David Crosby can—he at least has one murder oh, charged yeah. against him, you know, and that was that was that one. Murder I believe charge. it was multiple murder charges at yep. that time. Absolutely, and uh, unfortunately, I think um, they Joe... were those two hitchhikers from Summer Jam that never got discovered. Oh I yeah, just mentioned that could have been, you know, they were they were saying David Crosby. Yeah. Actually, hey, you guys going to the show? So am I. Mm -hmm. Got the conscious cavalcade of cool music here. Uh, yeah, hop in the van. Hop in the van. Never to be Come seen on again. It. Down by the river. Um, you know what? Actually, I think it's uh, you know what? You know what it is? It's Joe Perry from Aerosmith, and this is what happened. All right, so he was at the time. It, everybody was just getting so weirded out because every time he played guitar, he'd lean so close, like almost kissing close to right. everybody in the band. Like yeah. every time he played a sweet lick, he would just put his face like an inch away from everybody He's a else's close talker. face. He is a close talker and a close player. Um, no, 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 no. It's Tony Iommi. Tony Iommi? Tony Iommi. Ace Freely. And then 
No, it's actually, I put it the wrong Joe letter. Perry. Put the wrong letter, but it is Joe Perry. It's Joe Perry! Joe Perry quit Aerosmith when he gets in a screaming match with Steven Tyler. He's replaced by Jim Crespo. We all remember Jim Crespo, mm, right? Yeah. Oh, man. He rejoined the band in that 84. Jim Crespo. Was like five years later. Jim Crespo from Croatia. Okay. It's like here's, Schmitty Schmidt from here's the last. Uh, here's the last one. This is, a, this is a doozy. This is a tricky one here, Charles. Okay. This is all the right. last trivia question of the week here. 1974, take you back here to uh, when singer Mama Cass Elliot of the Mamas and the Papas, she died of heart failure at the age of 32. Contrary to the widely circulated story, oh. she did not choke to death on what? This is a, horrible. A chicken bone, B, a sandwich, or C, a piece of pizza. This is horrible because she's like a slightly like, you know, she's like a robust woman. Like she's a slightly larger woman. So people like, they just couldn't handle the fact that she had a heart, that she had like a heart condition. So they went with, she choked on some food. Like, and that's, oh my God. Oh my God. Still though, um, uh, I'm going to, you know, the reason, I mean, what do you think, Lalo? I'm going to go with A, a chicken bone, just because... For for a rumor like that to pass so well, it would have to be at least semi believable, and I just can't see a sandwich or a piece of pizza even being like in the question. So I'm gonna go with the chicken bone. Okay, that's a that's a good one. That's it. No, that's good. I mean, because good, good deductive reasoning there. Yeah, because this is this is just a rumor, right? I mean, I know it that was it was a rumor. Yes. Yeah, I know that it wasn't um, a chicken marrow nubbin because those melt in your mouth. That's right. You cannot choke and on them. And the bones are actually so smooth because the nubs are broken off. So yeah. So nothing to be lodged in there. Are they previously nubbed on by chicken marrow nubbins before they're before they're packaged? I believe that, yes, it does have that seal on every package that this has been pre-nubbed yeah. by chicken marrow nubbins himself. Ooh, that reminds it's me of a story. that golden seal of approval on, yeah. on each package. I got, a st- I got a story coming on. Do you mind if I deviate? Oh, no, that's fine. Like- we'll get to Mama Cass's death in a minute. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Because Charles' story is more important. <laughs> no, we'll Here we go. So, like, I had a friend. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, and back back in the day, she did an archaeological dig um, in Guatemala. And when she came back up from it, she was like, oh, I got you something really cool. And so she gave me these hand-rolled cigars from oh, Guatemala wow. from, like, a tribal, like, guy in Guatemala. Um, and they were just, like, these leaves, right? And it had tobacco inside from Guatemala. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, right? I got him, and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, this, I mean, how cool would this be to smoke one of these cigars? This is, like, you know, straight from from this tribe down yeah, there. Like, right. people, yeah. people probably pay big money for this. And then, like, I was about to light it up, and I was, like, maybe a, a millimeter away from putting it in my mouth, and all I could think of was this dude with, like, no teeth <laughs> sitting on a rock somewhere <laughs> licking this, you know, licking the leaves of this to seal it and i was like how did he get it to seal so tight right mm, this must have yeah, some powerful a- spit and i just couldn't get it out of my head and like i and i couldn't do it as much as i wanted to you know because it was it was still fresh and it looked all tasty i just couldn't do it oh, that's good. um so anyway going <laughs> so, so good going, story it is a good story right so i mean it can't be it, so i know lala you said it you said a chicken bone right Okay, so it couldn't be chicken marrow nubbins because they're too tasty and delicious and personally sealed by chicken marrow nubbins <laughs> himself. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with Lalo. I'm going to say just a good old standard chicken bone. Good old chicken bone. Mm-hmm. 
Mama Cass, uh, the, the story was that she choked on a sandwich. Oh, wow. That was the, the, the story. Uh, she died early morning of July 29th in the London flat of Harry Nilsson, where she was living with her friend and road manager George Caldwell during her stay in England. Death was ruled accidental at a coroner's hearing the next day. The postmortem showed that she died as a result of choking on a sandwich while in bed from inhaling her own vomit. What? What? That's what the, that's what the coroner report said, right? She complained to friends recently of frequent vomiting, possibly the result of dieting. Uh. That evening when her secretary, Dot McLeod, failed to reach her by phone, she went to the flat and found her body. Several persons, according to manager Alan Carr, had been in her apartment the morning afternoon of her death, but thought she was asleep. No. Oh, oh so that sucks. That yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how that. I mean, that type of uh, rumor is so so stupid. How it gets. Oh yeah. But I mean, back in the '60s. You know, oh yeah. I don't know. It's like that kind of stuff, right? Like there was. There, I mean, rumors were. It was crazy how rumors spread. Like the whole Rod Stewart rumor about him, you know, having a get like a like three pounds of semen pumped out of his stomach like there was that whole thing that went on in the 80s and like sure, we yeah, all know that yeah there's like We've tons of that story there's like tons of rumors that are spread around that just that easy right it's crazy it's it's crazy it is crazy uh all right uh let's move on to some movie tv entertainment news looks like corn's jonathan davis has recorded a pets pet shop boys song for a tv series okay the pet shop boys track it's a sin for the upcoming tv series called paradise city apparently there's a it's a spin-off of the 2017 film american satan and will feature several rock band covers among oh, okay. those announced machine gun kelly and travis barker covering smashing pumpkins disarm that's mm. kind of interesting uh, like many of the covers on the soundtrack, Davis' version of It's a Sin provides more of a haunting tone than the original. Uh, so, yeah, so that's apparently coming out on this series. Well, it says the series is yet to air, yet to air but the soundtrack is already available. Hmm. So if you guys are interested in that, it's a TV series called Paradise City. There you have the soundtrack. I'm very familiar with Paradise City. <coughs> the grass is green and, and the, the girls, girls are, are pretty. pretty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, Bob Odenkirk is stable following an onset collapse. Well, that's Ooh, good. Ooh, I heard about this. Yeah, apparently he's filming the last season of Better Call Saul. Mm. Collapsed on set. The incident was followed by, well, wishes from everybody. Apparently his son, Nate, chimed, chimed in on Wednesday, writing on social media he's going to be okay. Cool. So there you go. Um, God, he's he, so awesome. He was in the middle of filming the sixth and final season of Better Call Saul. So. Yeah can't wait to see that oh yeah but big man, time that's crazy I yeah. Wonder, yeah a heart related incident you know that's not good yeah for sure um, have you ever seen mr show mr show yeah yeah yes, yes. that's pretty cool david cross and, and odenkirk together yeah, that was that pretty was a awesome good one uh news from around the world this week asteroid the size of the giza of a giza pyramid is going to be passing close to earth hmm. apparently yesterday on sunday august 1st the tw 2008 go20 asteroid it's between 318 and 720 feet tall. Okay. And so I guess as far as way it is from Earth, it says it's predicted to come as close to Earth as 2.8 million miles. So our moon is just 230,000 miles away, and I guess it's about whatever the distance is between that and uh, 2.8 million miles. So oh. I guess that's not super far, but not super close either. So. Yeah. But yeah. we'll be able to see it in the sky uh, it's uh, happening on Sunday night, but by the time you guys hear it, you guys probably be able to watch a YouTube video yep. of it. Somebody call Morgan Freeman. 
<laughs> get him on Armageddon. Get Bruce Willis up there. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. All right. So I thought this was some good news to end it on the week. Uh, Walmart stepping up apparently is going to pl- pay full college tuition now and books for schools for their workers. In the latest effort to attract and hold on to their employees, uh, this will replace a previous program that started in 2018 in which Walmart and Sam's Club workers who wanted to earn a degree, they paid a dollar a day fee. Now they don't have to pay anything, and they could pay for their full college tuition and book costs. Oh, okay, cool. About 28,000 employees uh, from Walmart participate in that. Um, so apparently the employees who participate in the program are twice as likely to get promoted, stay on at a significantly higher rate than other workers. I thought it was cool that they're at least offering that. I think yeah. it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. More companies like Walmart need to start doing that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, well, you know, you know what the college is, right? It's, it's a trade school on, <laughs> on specifically how to do Walmart things. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, specifically <laughs> how to clean floors and, yeah. uh, put on tires at yeah. the tire shop and how to put up with a, with a lady screaming Q- QAnon theories from a <laughs> 600 how pounds. How to stock and, all the latest. Yeah. Oreo flavors. Yep, that's it. I mean, they'll, but they'll pay for that tuition. They'll pay. They'll pay yep. for it. Yep, and they'll hire you back. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us this week, guys. Make sure you guys check us out. Of course, rocknewsweekly.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at rocknewsweekly. Give us a like and a follow. We do appreciate it, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.